3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. 
uh, Australian Eastern Time at this point in time, Standard Time. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants and 3CR pays respect to elders past, present and emerging and um, and um, this land was stolen and never ceded. You can get in touch with the show in lots of ways. You can email out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. You can SMS 61456 751215. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so. And that's the bottom line. And you can look for the posts on Facebook, 3CR, eight, out of the pan, 3CR, 855am Melbourne, or on my page, Sally Goldner. And opened up today with a track for Out of the Blue, Down on the Jetty. Well, you could be down on the jetty today. It's almost manageable. Um, 16 degrees, heatwave conditions, um, to quote the B-52s, boys in bikinis, girls in surfboard, and to add another line to them, or any non-binary combination of either um, for anyone. And, um, yes, heatwave. And, look, I can officially declare spring is here because um, my cat decided to sit outside in the sun yesterday after uh, months of gravitating instantly to the heater after getting out of bed with me in the morning. So the hashtag cat barometer, it is spring because Misty says so. And that's the bottom line too. Uh, on the show today, well, there's really, I suppose, almost you could say only one fo- major focus of conversation, and that is Victoria's birth certificate reforms. This is, well, critical point in the next um, week to 10 days or so. Um, tell you why in a second. But, um, or, and of course, on this show, any opinions are my own and not necessarily those of any organisation with which I'm involved. But I will be talking about um, some things with which um, I am involved. Um, because they're important to our trans and gender diverse communities. Um, And lots of other news. Gosh, there's lots of other news to touch on this week as well. But yes, birth certificates. Um, If you haven't heard, the update is that the birth certificate laws passed through the lower house, 56 to 27, just after 5pm on Thursday, the 15th of August. So one down, uh, one house built, so to speak. Um, And... Um, not unexpected, of course. 56 to 27, so 83 out of 88 voting, um, two to one majority, and also the support of an independent from Shepparton, which is um, good news as well, as well as, of course, Sam Hibbins from the Green and the Labor Party. Um, speeches, well, well, I'll just knock over the worst of it first. Um, and that was Louise Staley, who was had the right of reply for the opposition and therefore gets 30 minutes. Um, just don't bother. If you're a trans supporter, unless you you know can cut your feelings off around well half an hour before, um, I don't know how long it takes you to read, and then half an hour afterwards, I just wouldn't bother. Um, I can only say, in my opinion, um, worse than what was said in 2016, and that was pretty awful with focus on bathrooms and changing rooms, highly stereotypical, highly derogatory, and outside of parliamentary privilege would have been vilification. And just utter stereotypes could have come off a Christian lobby or and or um, Victorian Women's Guild um, cheat sheet. Um, so yeah, um, very disconcerting. The others, you know, waffly. But let's focus on the positive and those who spoke up in support. So what's the interesting thing, I suppose, um, for a middle-aged um, chook in a pan like myself? Uh, is that um, we had so many wonderful speeches from Labor where they were all able to quote 
trans and gender diverse people in their electorates. And I think that's really important. Someone who's been around a while, um, if I'm allowed to say that because we're allowed to use whatever labels we want to describe ourselves, um, I do have to say that you know, many years ago there weren't um, a lot of visible trans people, fair enough, and you know, often you know, there weren't those stories there and we only had two or three to go on. The fact that so many people have people in, in their politicians, have people in their electorates who um, you know, were able to get in touch and willing to be quoted is just extraordinary. And if you do go to the Parliament website and look at the Hansard, um, Hansard, Hansard, um, don't be hand-sided by it or blindsided, but hand-sided. If you do check at the parliamentary record called Hansard, named after the reporter who started it, um, there's lots of lovely speeches there and lots of mentions of trans people. So I think that's really support um, affirming, and I think maybe it shows where, despite some of the shrill and loud opposition to the bill, um, that's been really welcoming. And from people, I should add, from members not just in, often also in days of yore, um, nothing like a good yore, I've always said that, um, that, um, you know, it seemed like there were only a few inner city MPs supportive, um, MPs from all over the state, which is just wonderful and um, it deserves a big um, woohoo and trans five or something like that. So really, really good to see. Um, it's been a busy week as well, and I do... I want to say that um, as someone who has been around a while, this is one of the, the most, one of the strongest levels of support I've seen for a trans-specific campaign from allies who have, you know, been, you know, sort of gone to the proverbial ally textbook, which is walk beside people, have humility, do some, contribute, but sort of stay in the background. Absolutely wonderful work there from so many people, particularly the gathering on the steps of Parliament House in lunchtime-ish Wednesday um, was just phenomenal um, to see that and be a part of that. And as one person in a very large photo has said on Facebook, this is family, just to have all the trans and gender diverse, family members of trans and gender diverse and allies there was just very affirming. It's been obviously horrible listening to some of the, what we believe is the outright vilification um, said outside of Parliament. Um, uh, and to have that show of support was both practical and highly symbolic. And so if anyone you know, wants to try to um, you know, do wedge tactics on us, well, you can, uh, well, take your wedge and in the words of the rock, shine it up real nice. I'd better not say the rest. So really, really good to see that level of support in there. Very, very promising indeed. Of course, the critical factor is that the bill now has to go through the Legislative Council, the upper house um, of state parliament, and that's not as clear-cut. Now, in one sense, people might say, well, haven't we got a minimum 21 votes? Well, that's you know, overwhelmingly likely. Fiona Patton of the Reason Party, Northern Metropolitan Region, um, was um, part of that huge photo, if, if there was a big um, broad shot. Um, um, if um, also as well, Samantha Ratnam from the Greens, also Northern Metro, but also, um, and of course, Andy Medic, um, the amazing uh, member for Western Victoria from the Animal Justice Party, who had a piece in his local paper this week with Eden um, about being the parent of a trans child. And I've got to say about Andy Medic, 
he does it. You know, it's amazing that he has um, again a trans kid and is you know just unconditionally loving. Um, does of course great work for animal justice. Remember freedom of species. Following this show, if you are listening live, or of course check out their podcast. But also as well, I think that um, one of the things that I just get impressed by, in a way, he's a great role model for men. You know, we often hear the term. I think he's what I will call hugely positive masculinity. We often hear the, the term, and rightly so, for a lot of other men, toxic masculinity. And, um, you know, that's um, really, really, um, of course, inappropriate. But Andy just is just a plain, decent guy, gentleman and a scholar, as they, they used to say in the old days. Well, I don't know what his um, um, student background is and don't really care. He's just a very decent person. And um, I wish him well in what he does. So we've got 21, but I'll pause there because um, I mentioned three crossbenchers voting, just so you've got the numbers in the upper house, total of 40. Labor has 18. Um, The opposition, Liberals and Nationals combined, have 11. And they're voting against, as they did in the lower house. But 11 crossbenchers thus far, we have mentioned three. I'm going to talk in uh, the next segment after we appropriately... Um, here from Bob Marley and the Whalers, and no prizes for guessing which song I'm going to play, um, about what you can do to contact um, one or more of the other eight crossbenchers um, whose votes are still very important, and I'll talk about why. In the meantime, let's have a listen to Bob Marley, and, well, as I say, no prizes for guessing which track I'm going to play. It is, of course, Get Up, Stand Up. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally.
3CR are selling Kofia Palestinian scarves in support of the last factory that produces them in Hebron, Palestine. All profits will be donated to the reconstruction efforts in Gaza and support Palestinian industry. These are traditional scarves available in red and black or you can choose from a modern design. Go to 3cr.org.au slash shop to buy online or drop into the station during business hours. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to Fill in the Dots. You know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, Fill in the Dots. 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by Neil Mitchell. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one, Sunday afternoon. And, well, look, got to be fair here. Neil Mitchell interviewed Andy Medic um, during the week, and I've got to say it was one of the more... Um, it was just a straightforward interview, so that's why I didn't do Neil Mitchell stalking Melbourne. Oh, damn, I just did. Anyway, um, seriously, um, um, we'll um, have a look at some media coverage um, on the, on the uh, um, birth certificate debate as part of this as well. Um, but in the meantime, hello, Melina's um, one of our regular correspondents. Well, not regular because, of course, some um, people who listen to the show are outstanding. One of our amazing correspondents, along with a roving reporter, um, has written in, Hey Sally, hey Melina. Um, Melina has said, I saw some wonderful documentaries at the Melbourne Film Festival that dealt with social issues and queer themes, but it was still the film The Australian Dream that left a really lasting impression and made me think deeply on numerous issues. 
What is the Australian identity in 2019? Stan Grant has demonstrated that the baggage and trauma experienced by his people can be turned into a positive experience. We'll talk about that in the next segment with the launch of the We Deserve films and you'll how, to, how you can see them soon. And it's also important to have conversations with mainstream conservative Australians to initiate change. I can see many lessons to be learnt for the queer community in engaging with their opponents, even if they're combative, especially during the religious freedom debate and ongoing homophobia within our society. Highly recommend the film and would love your thoughts if you've seen it as well. No, I haven't seen it, Melina, so I can't comment directly on the film. But, um, you know, there's a number of questions you've raised in there. Let's, um, what is the Australian identity in 2019? Answer, don't know. Damn good question, because do we have one? Are we moving away from the proverbial, to use an old adver- advertising theme, football, meat buyers, kangaroos and holding cars? Well, there's no um, holding holding cars being made here, so we probably can't do that one. And, well, there's still some kangaroos um, left. Um, and there's various codes of football, which shows that it's diverse. So, not sure. I don't know what the answer is. There we are, you know, the proverbial melting pot. But really... You know, what is, say, the British identity or the American identity? Is there such a thing in a world that is closer, people can move and migrate to some extent? Obviously, not all, particularly if you're more disadvantaged and that sort of thing. Is there such a thing in a world that is more connected? You know, are nations breaking down to an extent? There's a thought. Gosh, whole program in that. Um I agree with you in relation to Stan Grant has demonstrated that the baggage and trauma experienced by his people can be turned into a positive experience. And as I say in the next segment, I'll have a chat about the We Deserve films and what they're about. Um, And following on from our conversation with Jess from Transgender Victoria's We Deserve project last week, declaring my interest in Transgender Victoria, Um, but again reminding that all other opinions are my own. And, well, here's one that's, well... Important to have conversations with mainstream conservative Australians. And look, I'm all for that. But the thing is, it's got a conversation and communication. Well, that's something that, well, at least is binary. Um, And because it's a two-way street, you know, two parties sit down. Party A talks, B listens, then you swap roles, then you get an understanding and then try to reach um, a solution, so to speak. And unfortunately, at times, conservatives will not sit down and talk. So there's a real challenge. I mean, bringing this back to the birth certificate debate, it should be remembered that last time, um, in 2016, the Liberals would not meet with trans and gender diverse people, families and allies. They would not, they would, anyone who wrote by whatever means would only get back a sort of standard, almost um, out of office type of email. Um, which was pretty disrespectful. So I think we've got a challenge there. And, you know, it's all very well to say we need to engage with them, but are they going to engage with us and, more to the point, engage equally and respectfully in terms of that very quick process that I outlined? So, yeah, challenges, challenges um, to work that one out. So engaging. Well, let's come back to the topic of the moment, birth certificates. As mentioned in the opening segment, um, we have 11 crossbenchers, three of whom have publicly committed to voting for the birth certificate laws. Once again, animal justice, greens and reason. But let's try and zap through the others because this is important. So upper house, bigger regions, there are eight upper house regions um, around Victoria, um, five me- uh, metro and three um, 
um, beyond the metro area. Let's go through them all. Um, they each have, um, sorry, eight um, upper house regions, I beg your pardon, each with five people. Eight by five is 40. Sounds it's like your times table at school. If, I'm not sure if they still do that. If someone's been recently at school, let me know. So Northern Metro of its five members has two who are already committed, being Samantha Ratnam and Fiona Patton. But in the immortal words of Mr Oswald Q. Ostridge, write to them and say, it's nice to say thank you and thank you for your support. Eastern region, out where in the land of Sally and Misty and others, um, well, there's two Labor, two Liberal, and we know their positions, but um, there's a fifth member, Rod Barton of Transport Matters. And look, I haven't met with Rod, but he just seems like a you know sort of down-the-line sort of person. So get in touch and give him reasons to support the bill. Southeastern Metro, um, we have three Labor, one Liberal, and David Limbrick from the Liberal Democrats. Now, I know some people think of the Liberal Democrats as almost um, going too far sometimes. I don't agree. Uh, I think that sometimes they do, you know, on some occasions, and particularly the federal member, but not so much the case with David Limbrick here in the state parliament. So again, get in touch. Going on to Southern Metro, where there are two Liberal, two Labor, and this time Sustainable Australia. Well, you know, does really birth certificates have anything yay or nay with um, you know, sort of um, instantly with sustainability? Um, don't know. Um, keeps people alive. That's sustainable. So get in touch with Clifford Hayes. In Western Metro, we have two, three Labor, uh, one Liberal, um, and one of the... I just, um, well, Bernie Finn, let's not say any more, and Catherine Cumming, an independent. So get in touch with her. Tell her your story and from my reports that she's very open to communication. Then we get beyond the um, sort of the metro area into the um, regional and rural. And in northern Victoria, there are two Liberal. There are, sorry, there is one Liberal, two Labor. And then we have Tanya Maxwell from the Justice Party and Tim Quilty, another Liberal Democrat. So, yeah. Again, get in touch. In eastern Victoria region, we have two Labor, um, a Liberal and a National, and then Jeff Borman from Shooters, Fishers and Farmers. Now, here's one which could be open to misinterpretation. Some people think, oh, Shooters, Fishers and Farmers, blokey blokes. Not so. Um, had many encounters with them, and they're, again, open to reason and fairness. So give, if you're in eastern Victoria, so that's obviously Gippsland and close around, give them... Um, get um, who you're going to call Jeff Borman and last but not least Western Victoria region two Labor um, uh, one Liberal and then you've got Andy Medic who's already committed his position but you've got another Justice Party rep Stuart Grimley so get in touch with these people and you know they uh, obviously some of the smaller micro parties can't go to an election with a policy on every issue they don't have the resources so here's your chance to have a say and be a part of democracy but of course the golden rule is keep yourself safe you have the right to do self-care if it is stressful or hurtful um, stay away from social media and just to say well um, I, um, there's a, a word um, called challenged which of course like lots of words in our society can have non-binary meanings it's okay to be challenged a bit but if you're challenged a bit too much, of course, it's too big a stretch and that's um, damaging. Well, I don't know where I was in the week, but I had the interesting occasion to be interviewed by Darren Hinch. Darren Hinch, after not being re-elected to federal parliament in May, is now back in the media 
on Sky News. I was I have to say I was apprehensive when approached. Um and then after agreeing and getting some questions, oh Darren will do an editorial beforehand, some of which you probably won't agree with. Well, all of which I won't agree with. But if you go to Sky News Australia on Thursday night to their Facebook page, and please just don't bother with the comments there, 100% waste of three minutes of your life, you won't get back. But if you do look at the interview past 4.37-ish, which is where um, the intro ends and Darren chats with yours truly, well, I'll just say in a positive tone, stranger things have happened. Um, but I only needed a mineral water when I got home. There you go. So, all right. Um Please, though, coming back to those eight remaining crossbenchers, we need people to just drop a quick line if you are trans and gender diverse or gender diverse family allies. Tell your story, why you think this needs to be supported. Also got to give a big um, tick, uh, rainbow tick or a pink, white and blue tick, given that we're talking trans issues, to... um, the um, people who organised a petition, Feminists in Favour of Birth Certificate Reform. Of course, there is opposition from the part of feminism called Radical Feminism, or a branch of Radical Feminism. That's the term they use, but there are other Radical Feminists who are inclusive of trans and gender-diverse people. So, um, um, you know, we've got to make that distinction clear. And, yep, um, um yeah, um, and so that's been really good to see organised. And Roving Reporter has roved in um, and um, you know, sort of um, just having a look at the three um, tweet uh, messages that I've got from Roving, just trying to get them um, in um, um, into order. Um, yep, yes, the Hansard speeches are online, some nice recommendations. Look, the thing, of course, with parliamentary debate is that um, the party moving the motion, the yes, um, the, for pe- urging people to vote yes, have a say, then someone who says no, and then yes, then no. So it's a bit um, tricky, just um, best to avoid the no speeches. So we can't really, it's a bit difficult in a sense to do a content warning as such, because you've sort of got to skip through very quickly and not um, until you get to the next heading where it says member for so-and-so. Labor, Fred Smith, or whoever it is, or Mary Smith, or Jack Smith of any gender, um, and they're all most of the overwhelmingly the Labor ones are good, and also they debunk some myths. We had pol- former police and ambulance workers who've said they've never been called to the situation, um, the oft-touted myth of a man in the women's changing rooms or something in all their years of work. So that's really important. Um, Roving also notes that the issue was discussed on Joy yesterday. Um, and, um, yeah, um, also notes libertarian ideology can be positive, but it has a dark side. Well, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. You know, I think that, you know, individual freedom, I always say individual freedom sounds good on paper. It's a question of how it's used or like anything good, it can be misused. Um, so, um, you know, sort of, um, um, very, um, you know, it's sort of, it is, no, very few things are black or white, see? Binaries are not that as prominent as they we make them out to be. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. And Melina has um, emailed in th- um, saying it was good about Sky. Yeah, look, it was pretty good. I'm not sure about too many other programs. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to have a think, see if I can get a hold of the film you've recommended there, Melina, once again. Um, the Australian Dream, and see, and see I 
if see if I can get to it. I'm not sure if there's a repeat of it. Sometimes film festivals do back by demand or have it on twice. Let me know. Um, I'll see if I can get there, but it is busy times at the community office. All right. Well, if you are someone who is up for having a chat to your politician, um, as I say, I think overwhelmingly all the cross-branches I mentioned um, who are still yet to publicly declare their position are pretty good. But um, sometimes, well, doing these things can be a little unnerving. And in the words of Midnight Oil, of course, originally from Place Without a Postcard and as done here on their 1992 live album Screaming Blue, you might need to have some brave faces. 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Without a postcard
3CR, 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. First broadcasting noon till one every Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. And we just heard from Midnight Oil from their um, album from the early 90s, a live album called Scream in Blue after a track from 10987654321. And... Um, uh, brave Faces, originally off place without a postcard. So, yes, if you're feeling brave and want to face some politicians, um, again, I'll p- and pop up that list of eight politicians with the podcast um, later on in due course. Well, the other big thing during the week, and this is where, once again, I just um, disclosed the interest, Transgender Victoria had two launches um, for, of the um, We Deserve project, um, one for the sector to explain the issues and one for the trans and gender diverse community. And We Deserve, um, as discussed last week with Jess, a project that looks at family violence prevention, the name of the project that should be mentioned, came from the idea that when the advisory group for the project first met, people found it really hard to even imagine what positive relationships, and remember we're not just talking intimate partner, but all sorts were because of what they'd experienced. So the idea came that We Deserve them. And, well... Um, the, the th- um, obviously declaring an interest and that sort of thing on this one, but um, you know the films that we've done and we gosh we wish we could do more because there's so many intersectional stories that need to be told, but they show a sense of positivity for trans and this is where things like this are so important. Um, once again, I think of the fantastic Gender Euphoria which premiered in midsummer and will be back. As in October, as part of another arts festival, we're into arts festival season. Fringe has been launched um, as well. And I haven't, still haven't had a chance to look through the program there. Um, can't tell a night from a day without a program. But um, I am seriously, um, very welcome. Now the films aren't up yet because we did have some tech issues and we haven't quite got the closed captioning done and we don't want to put them up before that is done. But um, I'll let you know when they go up. They should certainly be in the next week or two. So we are in busy times. But they show the positives and great, you know, ability, you know, the great communication skills of trans and gender diverse people and at times allies as well. And I think show a huge um, amount of support out there. So... Um, it was just a great launch, great sense of community. We hear a lot about in our community that about safe spaces. Sometimes like the, it goes higher. You get a warm space, and I have to say I feel that at events like um, the launch on Friday, and gosh, we need those for our, our communities. I imagine lots of people do. You know, yes, you've got to go out into the big wide world too. You can't stay in the proverbial bubble all the time. But it is nice, and it was great that um, two of the prizes um, as part of the the, the the draw were prizes to the Tilda, the film festival, which is back um, in a few, gosh, where are we, end of August, two or three months away. Um, so we're keeping an eye and an ear on that one in due course as well. Um, and um, yeah, sort of, um, um, I have to say, when I go to Tilda, I feel that vibe there and other things as well. So, yeah, um, it was a great vibe. Films centred on trans and gender diverse people will say at the centre of the intersection, but with lots of intersections of older trans person, of um, trans people of multi-faith backgrounds, and trans people um, with disabilities. And so a great sense of intersectionality, but lots more, and I'll hold the conversation on that 
until we get more. Um, just to go on to, um, just got to give a mention, The Guardian, um, and, you know, did, got to give a mention to Friday's first dog on the moon, published about 10 past three Australian Eastern, which says, I have some important things to tell transgender kids today, right now, you're perfect. Couldn't agree more. And yes, a big hi to Ken the, Ken the hen gender ambu- ambiguity chicken. And of course, hen is a Swedish pronoun um, that um, I think from memory um, is a sense of non-binary. Um, so um, uh, couldn't have picked a better approach there, first dog on the moon. And this cartoon is just beautiful. I won't read it out, but hop on and have a look. And the fact that it's been coming up for a few days in the Guardian Roundup says something. Big chicken hugs for you. So yes, um, um, it's just really, really good. But um, your community continues to thrive and we are here to help you reach out as part of it says. So a yeah, good one to first dog on the moon. Great allyship. See? Animal diversity, chicken diversity, did first from first dogs, and all sorts of things. So there you go. Well, there has been lots of other news this week. Gosh, it's been busy. And well, one that's just come in, um, I've got, I've got to say, which I suppose is our um, humour story for the week, um, um, or dry humour, published again this morning in the Guardian, which I've noticed. The vast majority of Australians support a ban on misleading political advertising, um, and that's 84%, so five out of six, um, which is a fair thing after what the muckaraki we've seen in the last couple of elections, state and federal, and probably others outside of Victoria in terms of state and territory. Um, The thing is um, that I tell you what, whatever body regulates it, um, they've suggested Free TV Australia and the Australian Standards Bureau, well... um, which regulate truth in advertising. Well, that's possible, but there'd have to be some careful working through. For example, if it was a trans issue, um, if you didn't have someone trans being involved in the solution, would people get it right? So um, very important. But I can't help having a chuckle that they could be very busy. And, well, some of our political parties, if they are fined, could very quickly go bankrupt allegedly, in someone's opinion. So, yes, did have to give a mention to that one. Um, And, of course, there are challenges that come out of the federal election uh, against misleading, allegedly misleading Chinese language signs in Kuyong and Chisholm um, have gone to the Court of Disputed Returns. Now, I don't know what happens there. Um, It could be that there could be a a by-election or a re-election, I think it might be called. Um, Have to check that one out. Um, So... um, you know, sort of um, um, some things, you know, are, are interesting is this, you know, in fairness, this says that, um, you know, how do you adjudicate in relation to the future? So, um, you know, um, you know, if someone says, well, we won't cut government funding to a certain department and then they do it. Um, was that misleading advertising at the time? Tricky one, but, you know, when particularly, of course, this has so much relevance in relation to trans issues and to some extent gay, lesbian and um, acknowledging any um, the, any relevant privilege um, going to other areas where minorities face nonsense. I mean, the nonsense of the African gangs. I always I feel like putting inverted commas around African gangs that the opposition tried to raise prior to last year's state election. So yes, indeed, um, could be. That's an interesting one. I think it's necessary if parties can't regulate themselves and they've shown they can't. Maybe we've got to do it. All right. Um, well, um, you don't have to be big and heavily involved in our communities to do stuff. Um, 
um, but you can also don't have to be put down writing one, which is um, a blatant attempted segue to this next track, originally off the Fundamental As Anything album. Here's Mental As Anything and Don't Want To Be A Big Wheel, But I Sure Won't Be Your Slave. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand, Out Of The Pan, with Sally.
try to get up. Hey everybody, get up and join me, Shirley Hood, on Mondays for Second Thoughts. We'll use the hour to rethink, reconsider and review our second thoughts on all those topics we don't discuss enough. With music and entertainment, I'll see you Mondays, 1 to 2 p.m. on your deadly radio station, 3CR, 855 a.m. I spent three and a half years living on the street and I know what it's like to have no hope and not to feel part of the society and I think that's where a lot of these people are. But I think we need to help people who are traumatised and help people get back on their feet and give them hope and help them um, feel like they're a part of the society again instead of just moving them on like they're an inconvenience. If it were not for ruminations, how would the views of those of us who have been homeless or are homeless, how would these views ever be aired? How would they ever be expressed? Subscribe to the station that gives airtime to people with a lived experience of homelessness. Support 3CR. Absolutely, please support 3CR and out of the pan, still not quite at its radiothon target, people of all genders. So if you can um, hop online and donate, even um, any amount is welcome and we'll get there. Um, Freedom of Species coming up soon, um, full of great um, things, animal animal advocacy, um, but um, lots more things coming up during the week. Um, messages, more messages that have come in. Let me see if I can get to them all. Um, Roving has um, kept um, sending more messages. It was Noah Risman who spoke about birth certificates on Saturday Magazine. Noah is someone who's looking into trans history, and there should be a big paper released soon on that um, in Victor- with a focus on Victoria and, to some extent, the rest of Australia, um, including, um, happily to add, a good section on things um, that acknowledge, of course, that... Um, you know, not just things that happened since 1788, so to speak. Um, and um, thanks for letting us know there, um, Roving, that the Australian Dream is on general release from Thursday in all Hoyt cinemas across Australia. Um, Roving seen it, and it is a remarkable film. So yeah, hop online to hoyts.com.au slash movies slash the hyphen Australian slash dream and check that out. Might have to um, go and have some introvert time in the cinema myself and see that one um and yeah um very 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 welcome indeed now there's been lots of other news during the week and i'm just about out of time but i've got to stand in solidarity with the sex worker community um after the um surrender situation that happened in sydney and the death of michaela dunn um and um the who was murdered um in her sydney apartment and um, how this has been very difficult for sex workers as per this great, very positive report in The Guardian yesterday with the the headline, She Was a Whole Person. I think this is the critical thing here, that this doesn't get mentioned. I mean, how often, heaven forbid, when someone's involved in this, you know, well, hopefully not a murder, but any situation, do you see 
landscape gardener, 46 years old, in car crash, or um, engineer, 33, in um, burglary or something. Um, you just don't. And so I think that you know this idea that sex work um, has to be sensationalised like that is not all. And um, people, um, you know, it says that... Um, um, well, it says here in this report, women in apartments all over Sydney stop working. Um, women sex workers, of course, knowing that sex workers could be of any gender, male or non-binary. Um, and, um, you know, as another friend said, her job does not make a lurid, sto- lurid story. She's a person and now she's gone. And a great media release um, put out jointly by um, sex work outreach program, SWAP, um, Cameron Cox, um, and Gala Vanting, president of Scarlet Alliance, um, who made comments that she uh, was a whole person and that there was frustration about the media depiction um, in the in the in the media. So, yep, bang, right on the button there, and um, you know, a very um, um, you know, sort of important fact is that Vanting said part of the frustration came from a quote-unquote inference that Dunn's death was a result of her work rather than the actions of the person who killed her. And if yes, it was misogynistic violence. And also very quickly, a report in Today's Age, which talks about how students are turning to sex work. Well, the focus should be on why students need to do so much work at all when they're trying to study, which is the you know despicable level of student benefits and general Centrelink benefits and um, why we've got student loans that force people to, you know, sort of go, um, or not force people, but give people, I think, a less than balanced choice of thinking, why well, have to do some form of work that might pay higher when maybe people don't want to. So um, lots of thoughts there. Very quickly, um, other things coming up during the week, um, Alphabet Soup, um, along on Tuesday, but check out, and um, that's the one in Westgarth, but check out all the locations on TGV's website, um, including uh, many others, like tgv.org.au, Spectrum Intersections for Rainbow Neurodiverse People Wednesday, and also the Trans Cafe Night, Bent TV and QTV Friday, and the Anxiety Group and Trans Family Saturday. I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. It's been a busy, busy week, and we've got a couple more to come. Um, but um, one hopes that in two weeks' time um, we'll be reporting on the passing of the birth certificate laws. So big weeks ahead. Um, the Parliament, um, the Legislative Council debate due on Tuesday the 27th. I'll take you out today with just a little bit of a track from the Jimmy Barnes um, album My Criminal Record. I still think it's his best solo album ever by a long way. Here's a cover of Bruce Springsteen and in a positive masculinity way this describes trans and gender diverse people. We're tougher than the rest. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.